You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. Some of you know that the Hebrew word for Jews is Yehudim. And that word is actually not accidental, and it's not devoid of meaning. Before we were known as Jews, we were known as Yehudim. The word Jew comes from that word, a mistranslation, a mistransliteration of Yehudim. And Yehudim, by means of history, is because we are all of us, except for a handful of us that uh, might be descendants of the tribe of Levi because we're Kohanim or Levim, most of us who are Jews are descendants of the tribe of Yehuda, the tribe of Judah. There were 12 tribes of ancient Israel corresponding to the 12 sons that the patriarch Jacob had. And the last remaining tribe, descendants of those sons, was the tribe of Yehuda. And so all of us who are Jews today are Yehudim, descendants of the tribe of Yehuda. And it's worth, I think, taking some time to consider if you are not, as I am not, somebody who thinks that uh, there are accidents in history, that there is no such thing, as Obi-Wan Kenobi said, as luck, why is it that the tribe of Judah merited to become the ancestor of all contemporary living Jews? What was it, what was unique about Judah that facilitates Jewish survival? A couple of weeks ago, I offered one possibility that the word Yehuda comes from the same word as Toda or Mode'ani, which means to be thankful, to be grateful. And it's true that, uh, that one has more staying power, more has more health, more vitality. The more you are able to cultivate gratitude, the happier you will be, and science says, the longer you tend to live. So there's something about, built into the fabric of being Jews, uh, uh, people who are grateful, that cultivates gratitude a hundred times a day, we're told to say thank you for something, and that may be one of the secrets to our staying power. But there's another story in this week's Torah portion that might give an insight as to why Judah, Yehuda, merited to be the ancestor of all contemporary living Jews. Why? Yehuda had staying power. So we have this ongoing saga of Jacob's sons. Joseph is the prized one of Jacob's sons, and the other brothers, the other 11 brothers, um, are not so happy, not so thrilled with their position vis-a-vis Joseph. So they concoct a plot first to kill him, and then cooler heads prevail. They decide not to kill him and just sell him into slavery. So he gets sold into slavery in Egypt. They tell their father Jacob that Joseph was torn apart by wild animals. Jacob thinks Joseph is dead. Joseph, meanwhile, sold into slavery, goes down to Egypt. By a unique turn of events, he finds himself interpreting dreams for Pharaoh. And he so successfully interprets dreams for Pharaoh that he gets appointed to be second in command over all of Egypt. In charge of Egypt's food program, in advance of a catastrophic seven-year famine that's about to strike Egypt. So Joseph gets put put in charge of all the food stores in Egypt. 
And meanwhile, a famine knows no borders. It impacts not only Egypt, but the land of Israel as well, where Jacob and his sons live. And so Jacob's sons go down to Egypt to procure food because they hear that the Egyptian king has hired somebody who knows how to save food during the famine. They have food, so they go down to Egypt, and who do they encounter handing out the food? But their brother Joseph, except they don't know that it's their brother Joseph because he looks and acts and talks like an Egyptian. He may even walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> Joseph, however, recognizes his brothers. And Joseph has an opportunity to exact revenge on them or to forgive them or to teach them a lesson. And what Joseph's motivations actually are are entirely up for interpretation, not the point of this talk right now. But what he does is he says that he will not give the brothers food until they bring their youngest brother down to Egypt with them, Benjamin, who when Jacob thinks Joseph has died, Benjamin becomes the favored son. The brothers don't want to do this because they think that when they bring, if they took Benjamin from Jacob, Jacob might die of grief because he'd be so afraid of losing this other son. But they're torn between all of them dying because they don't have any food or maybe Jacob dying because Benjamin would get taken down to Egypt, so they decide to take the gamble. They go back to the land of Israel and convince their father, Jacob, to bring down Benjamin. So they bring down Benjamin. Jacob sees all of, Joseph sees all of the brothers with Benjamin and gives them bags full of grain. Except, in one of the bags, he sneaks in his silver goblet in Benjamin's bag. And as the brothers turn to leave, he sends his guards to seize the thieves. And lo and behold, they find the silver goblet in Benjamin's bag. And so they arrest Benjamin. And the brothers are thrown into a panic. This is exactly what we had hoped would not happen, why we didn't want to bring Benjamin down in the first place. Now we're going to be responsible for having killed both of our father's favorite sons or lost both of our father's favorite sons. He'll never forgive us and we'll probably be responsible for his death too. And that brings us, that whole saga brings us to this week's Torah portion where one brother decides to step forward and talk to this powerful Egyptian ruler. Vayigash elav Yehuda. Judah went up to him. And Judah says to him, Now, your servant has pledged himself for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, I shall stand guilty before my father forever. Therefore, please let your servant, me, Judah, Remain as a slave to my Lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go back with his fathers. For how can I go back to my father unless the boy is with me? This, I think, is what it means to be a descendant of Judah. To be a descendant of Judah means 
to be willing to give of yourself, even put yourself, even sometimes put your life on the line to offer self-sacrifice in, in service of the greater good, in service of the needs of your family, in service of the needs of your community, in service in the needs of others. Because how can I stand before my father if the boy is not with me? And of course, you know that in the Jewish tradition, whenever you see the word father, it also could be substituted for God. How can we stand in the presence of God if our brothers and our sisters are not standing with us? How can we stand in the presence of God if we aren't taking care of each other? And so Judah has staying power precisely because he was the lone brother who was willing to step up and offer himself in place of Benjamin. And we are most the descendants of Judah when we are willing to offer of ourselves in service of those around us, of our families, our community, our congregation, our city, our world, to give of ourselves in order to serve others. That's what it means to be a descendant of Yehuda, to be a descendant of Judah. And this Shabbat, we are honoring those in our congregation who have, are graciously and beautifully living up to that model, living up to that example of what it means to be a descendant of Judah, our patrons. It is an extraordinary thing, an extraordinary blessing to have, and you can see on your Shabbat announcements, the incredible, extraordinary list of people who go above and beyond what is required of them, give of themselves, sacrifice of themselves, maybe even take a personal hit in order to make sure that this congregation continues to not only survive, but flourish. That make sure when the, that, there are, that if the congregation is in need or if people in the congregation are in need, that they step up and step in to make sure that that need is alleviated, that that need is taken care of. There are, of course, so many ways to be a descendant of Judah, so many ways to give of yourself in order to better the lives of those around you, to better the experience of those around you. Financial contributions are only one way, but we are so grateful to have those in our community who are willing to step up in that capacity and to step in in that way and truly merit to be Yehudim, descendants of Yehuda. And so I want to invite all of our patrons to please rise so we can offer you a blessing. The book of Deuteronomy teaches, Ma Adonai Elohecha sho'el me'imach ki im liyirat Adonai Elohecha lalechet bechod rachav what does the Lord our God require of us? To revere, to love, and to serve with all our heart and our soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, our God and God of our ancestors. We pray that you bless the patrons of our congregation with wisdom, vigor, and understanding. Sustain them with your spirit, Lord. Grant that their labors be a blessing and a source of blessing. And let us say, Amen. With our to each of you, and may we each merit to continue to be descendants, true descendants of Yehuda.